got to stop marketing to clients as like, come in and get your hair done. And here's a picture of hair as being a service done. provider. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have to stop being more. We have to stop being a service provider. I don't look at them as service providers. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. Are you still having constant conversations around color waste with your team? Have more proactive conversation with real numbers that can help you create less waste. SalonScale software is a pro stylist app that gets your team educated on the real costs of doing business. SalonScale is a great solution for wasting less color and making more profit. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the SalonScale movement. Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off. Many of our listeners have no idea that Destroy the Hairdresser is more than a podcast. That's right. If you are looking for more education to elevate your salon business and make more money, then our community is the perfect place for you and your team. Unlock live weekly webinars with our entire roster of trained coaches, tap into new networking opportunities, and gain access to our educational dashboard that houses over 100 hours of on-demand business education. Finally, support for hairdressers that want to change the industry. Tap the community link in this episode description and get seven days of free business education today. Wait, which way is it supposed to be facing? The light faces you. The light faces you. You face the light. Do I have a soothing voice? Probably not. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? really grinds my gears (laughs) and it's gonna actually i know what we're gonna talk about (laughs) so i do and okay when we talk about this i don't give a shit (laughs) this is what it is this podcast can end right after we make this statement hairdressers please stop posting hair photos i can't think of anything more uninteresting the amount of people that tag us in, and by the way, tags suck now because it sends us a message. I know But why. every time someone tags us, it's a hair photo. And you want to know what I do? I just ignore it because I don't care. But if you tag us and it's not a hair photo, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm engaged. I'm looking, I'm going to the page. I'm seeing what you're all about. And I think this is just a lesson for like, hairdresser i don't know why well what are, what's your take on okay. the whole thing that's exactly what i was gonna say if you're still posting hair photos you are already not paying attention to what consumers want and you have been left behind on the future of social media which is video two no one truly wants to see a finished photo anymore they really want to engage with the process. They want to be a part of your experience and what their experience will be when they sit with you. And I think that's the part that people are missing because literally there's so much, where's the lie, right? Everything's Photoshopped. <laughs> everything's like a lie in the captions. It's like people are reposting stuff. Like you don't know the journey. And I think that's why we're in a shit show as hairdressers where people come in and they're like, I want to go from, you know, this to this because we haven't showed or talked about what really happens in the in-between. 
And I think that's, you're doing a disservice. I just, like, I can't imagine. And hairdressers, as a hairdresser myself, I don't like taking photos of hair. It's so, if unless it's like amazing and I want to like take the photo from my portfolio or something or whatever. But honestly, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when I see a photo, I have brown short hair. So if I see a photo of long blonde hair, I immediately ignore it because it has no connection to me. Unless I maybe wanted long blonde hair or I was going blonde or whatever. But I think it actually, every time you post a, a hair photo, unless a person is either that color and can see themselves with that style or whatever, like you're not actually talking or to Or that's what they're looking for. Of, yeah. And I also don't think there's this conversation of like, you should be showing what you do. I think if, I love talking about Andy Does Your Hair because he won the content contest season one. But I also just think if there's a reason he won, right? He posts hair photos. He's so but captivating he also posts, as a human being. So captivating. He His mm-hmm. own look, his blue hair or whatever color it is, and his whole aesthetic, it's not just hair. It's his whole life. His house is set up to represent how he is and his look and his clothes and I don't follow him for his hair photos. I know he does great hair. I follow him because I just love his style and and just who he is as a person. And we have to remember as hairdressers that we've got to stop marketing to clients as like, come in and get your hair done. And here's a picture of hair as being done. a service done. provider? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have to stop being a service provider. I don't look at Andy and Andy, I'm going to be using you a lot in this. <laughs> or Sam, or Jilly, or Olive, or any of the people that were on the show season one, or even now in season two, I don't look at them as service providers. Like, I don't see mm-hmm. them as people that just clock in and do the hairs and go home. I see them as someone that is, like, all-encompassing an artist. And I just, mm-hmm. like, for example, I don't color my hair the way that Andy does color. But if I did, or if I wanted to, I know exactly where I would go. And it's Absolutely. not because I'm constantly reminded by his work. It's I'm constantly reminded by who he is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's the part that hairdressers are missing. I really think that it's lack of education and growth with how quickly technology is growing. Like literally you have to almost be very like involved in it to see like, how can I grow and learn to be a part of this? And I think that's the thing. It's like, I want to be connected to people to pay them money. I don't want to just go to you because you're really good at doing a specialty, which is great. It's really important to specialize. It's really important to show your work. But what we're talking about, someone where you go to their page and I don't even know who you are. I don't know anything about you. It's just hair. Like you're going to get lost in the mix of people that are actually creating digital rapport with people. Well, digital rapport. Mm-hmm. Write that down. Trademark can't steal. But it. I think, but I think too, like, for example, if I saw someone that posted hair and I liked the work and I was like, oh, I really want to go there, but I never saw the inside of the space or any part of their mm-hmm. life, it would take me longer to book with them because I don't feel a connection. I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable. Absolutely. What if I get there and I don't like it? Like, I want to, I always talk about, like, if I go to a restaurant, I don't look at the menu. I Google what it looks like inside. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see the inside. You know, and I guess a good rule of thumb, one, the one rule of thumb that I do, I post hair rarely, but that, you know, what's funny about that is that I don't have to defend that I'm a hairdresser. 
people still know I'm a hairdresser, <laughs> but they're more interested in like other parts of my life. Mm-hmm. I think a good rule of thumb is like every, if you're going to post hair, it should be like every five posts. The other yeah. stuff should be you, your personal content, your life. Even your life in the salon. Like, yeah, life in the salon. People can do reels that. in the salon without showing themselves doing hair, but just doing like content, like talking about things, doing their own hair, or like even just doing a lip sync. And it's still one showcases that you're a hairdresser. But also it's like, oh, they're cute. I love their outfit. They dress like me. I want, you know, like personality shows through. And I think that's something that's missing. Sense of humor is something I Mm -hmm. like. I know a lot of great hairdressers out there that don't have a sense of humor. And I wouldn't want to sit in their chair. Boring. (laughs) (laughs) I love Gino Chapman. Mm -hmm. He's fucking hilarious. (laughs) And he doesn't have to post that he does hair. I know he does hair. But he's so fucking funny that I know that if I ever met him in person, I would know exactly what to talk about because I I get it. I get him from what mm-hmm. he posts. The hair is secondary, you know? And I think that's where I'm glad you brought up service provider because I think our last episode, which was about shifting our consciousness from service provider to artist, this is the result of that, what we're talking about. There are so many booking software systems out there, and we're on a mission to find the best one for our listeners. We are excited to introduce you to Aura, our new favorite online booking system for salons. With Aura, you can finally remove your front desk. Aura is accessible from any device, and as a result, salons and clients can book from anywhere. With Aura, you can go cashless. Aura gives you control over what types of payment you accept and offers the ability to remove the payment types that you do not, such as cash and checks. If you are considering switching booking systems, switch to Aura. Tap the link in the episode description to unlock instant savings. People want to spend their money where they find influence. They want to spend their money on things that are influential to them. And we are the product in this case. We're selling mm-hmm. ourselves in some fashion. And that's the thing. It's like if you don't show influence, and I think people get really confused with this word because the stigma around being an influencer. I'm not talking about being an influencer. I'm talking about being influential. And I think they're one and the same, but they're also very different, if that makes sense. Like you're not trying to aggressively sell things. You're trying to just showcase yourself to an audience and make that connection so they want and feel safe to spend their money with you. We just came out of a pandemic. A lot of people are like, oh, it's slow. We're not actually slow. People just are using their money differently. They're putting their money where they find it a priority. And it's not like people just are like, oh, I got to get my hair done because of this anymore. People are saving getting their hair done for special events, not just the holidays. It's like some people aren't even going home for the holidays anymore. So now it's just like, okay, I'm saving it till March to get this done, you know, like things like that. I think they're not doing it based off of page with a bunch of hair pictures. They're doing it based off of wow, I really am connected to this person. I want to meet them. I trust them already. I already know they're talented. I want to laugh with them. I'm inspired by them. I want to meet them. I find that if someone posts too many hair photos, I lose trust. I assume they're actually not good. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Is that weird? Like the more you talk about your hair career, I'm like, oh, it's like you're trying to, like I can sense that you're, trying to get clients. I'd rather someone just be like, guys, I don't have any fucking clients. I need clients. Like I'd, someone, I'd rather someone go on a video 
and admit that out yeah. loud than be like, let me just post a bunch of hair photos to get hair people. I do love mm-hmm. a good transformation. I love a good transformation. I love a good before and after. That's showing but the I'm, process though. But I hate when people do before and afters that aren't really before. They're like, like a person coming in for a regular trim. That's not a before and after y'all. I'm talking about shock value. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, isn't that and, everything the internet is? Shock value, quick consumption. Yeah. And the other thing too is like, you might be listening and thinking, but I don't have that all the time. Right. That's why you don't post all the hair all the time. Mm-hmm. Just post the really special moments. You don't post every single thing in your life on social media. You usually post the big impactful things, a night out with friends, holidays, travel. So you got to look at hair as the, as the same. Like, is this worth posting? Was this an adventure that I want to share with my audience? Or was this just, I don't have anything to post. So I'm just posting this piece of hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I think that's the thing too, is like people post every single client they have. And unfortunately not every, I feel like sometimes some things don't make the cut. Yeah. You didn't make the cut, Susan. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Because you wouldn't let me cut. That's why. (laughs) You wouldn't let me cut your three hairs. So you didn't make the cut. I suggest everyone, I say, I say this to my students all the time. I'm like, find three people that you're really inspired by on social media. And what is it? about them that captures you because it's not just that they're a good hairdresser that's part of it what else like really dive deep into why you like their content like do you want to know what i used to do? okay so i'm kind of this is kind of weird <laughs> but i used to i do it mentally a lot but i sometimes do it physically on paper and it kind of relates to what you just said so there are really popular shows and i and they're really like reality books, shows anything just any, any, anything where like, I'm like, why does the whole world love this show? Like Game of Thrones. Everyone's watching Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. What I find fascinating is because I think that there are hidden formulas and everything is I'll, ta- I'll take a popular show and then I'll take an episode of that show and I'll go through and like, kind of like, okay, this is where they introduce the hero mm-hmm. and this is where the mistake happens. And this is where they solve the mis- Like I kind of diagram like Always it. a formula. Yeah. Always. And so what you're saying got me thinking of that. It's like you go to someone else's Instagram, like look at the formula mm-hmm. and write it out. Yeah. Like, okay, like their first post was this, then their post was that. Like, and you'll start to see a pattern. Even if we don't know we're doing it, it kind of naturally takes place. But when you look at how things are structured and why they're successful, there are similarities. For example, sitcoms have the same form. Every sitcom has the same formula. And they're not even that good, but it's the formula that has been proven that people will consume it. Mm -hmm. And so I think the cool thing about that is you don't have to really reinvent the wheel. You really just need to study the wheel and then learn how to use it and get the most out of it. Nailed it. I mean, that's, that's literally it. I used to say like, there's a book, we talk about it all the time called Steal Like an Artist and mimicking is artistry sometimes because you're going to take inspiration and then mimic and no matter what, it's going to be an original because you're the missing piece. You're the difference. Copying someone will eventually lead you to finding your own inspiration, your own ideas and your own self through mimicking another person. And that's what I think is so cool because when you look around at Instagram, everything is, everyone's copying each other. And the people right. that stand out are because they found inspiration probably elsewhere or individuality somewhere, but someone's going to copy them. And I basically described a trend. That's exactly what happens. 
<laughs> but I, I, you described it in a good way because I think we live in a world too where we don't want to copy people. Yeah, because like, it's been oh, I don't, deemed I don't wanna... not cool. I'm like, the, yeah. hello. Every Gen Z is. is wearing jinkos that I wore in sixth grade right now. So like, <laughs> it's like it's like when punk rock people think nothing's something's like not punk rock, and it's like, but your punk rock is just because someone told you what mm-hmm. punk rock should be. You know, like it's that. But what's funny is that nobody wants to copy each other, but in turn, everyone just ends up posting hair photos. Because so no one knows what to do. Oh, and then they get imposter syndrome and they're like, well, they po- <laughs> they're posting 700 pictures of hair. So I got to do that, too, because that's what I think is success, even though I've never spoken to them. And I have no idea how much money is in their bank account. I just want to say, if the hair is bad, don't post it. I'm with you. If you look at a photo of a hair that you've done and it doesn't make you super excited, it's probably not going to make anyone else excited. Mm-hmm. Which means that most of your content isn't going to be posted. I have a phone full of content that no one's ever going to see. I literally post hair probably once a quarter. And I do my clients every six weeks. And I still get inquiries all the time of like, when are you coming back to New York? I would love to be your client. And I talk about coaching all the time. Yeah, like, let go of the hair. Show your faces. Show your God. Show your little faces. We want to see your faces. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. What's hard is like, how do I then apply that to my life? Because we're all looking for like a manual that there, and there isn't one. <laughs> we definitely so, don't have one. There's no manual. It's definitely in our program. If you want a program that has a manual, it is not this It one. is not ours. We do not do templates. We did a whole podcast on that. 